Welcome back to She's Me. It's your girl, Kita. I am here once again without Mary. Um, I explained in the previous episode that I have moved away from the city. So Mary will not be on the podcast for a little while. Hopefully I can move back soon and we can reconnect and start the podcast again the way we had intended to in the beginning. But as for right now, you guys are going to be stuck with me (laughs) for a while. I don't have like a time frame of like when we'll be back together, but hopefully sometime in the new year, we'll be able to work and collab on some new things. Um, Until then, please love me. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, The holidays just passed. Well, Christmas just passed and... Honestly, I have been trying to record this episode and a few others for you guys a lot, (laughs) like an embarrassing amount a lot. Um, And if I'm being quite honest, I, one, lack the privacy to be able to record um, in a very like quiet, calm environment where I don't feel the pressure of other people listening in. And uh, two, I was working two jobs at one point. Um, I'm back to working one job now, but I was working two jobs along with school. And it just, it was just really hard to find the time and motivation to be able to record without feeling and sounding like death. Uh <laughs> I, thankfully, I'm on um, Christmas break right now, so I do have a little bit of time to record for you, and my job is not as strenuous as it was previously, and honestly, I don't have to commit as much time to my job as I used to be have to, so I have a little bit more time. I have been itching and dying to record something and just put it out into the world. So let's jump into it because I feel like the changes that have happened in this past year fits really well with the topic for today. So the topic for today is definitely going to be seasons in my 20s. And it's bittersweet because this is my last year in my 20s. I'm so excited to be 30. I'm so excited for the new year. But I have learned so much in the past nine years as a 20-something-year-old. And like everybody else, my most growth has happened in my 20s. The biggest changes in my life has happened in my 20s. It's where I've solidified relationships. It's where I've let go relationships, built a career, tried new avenues in my chosen career and field. And now I am at a position in my life where I am exploring a whole new side to my career that I didn't think I was going to visit until later in my life, like very much later in my life. But here I am. And I feel like it's hard for some people to understand sometimes how big change is um, in your 20s. It's such a big part. And 
let's talk about like the expected changes because that is the most exciting. It's the most uh, riveting and it is the most, I don't know, like life-changing sometimes because you're choosing these changes. And sometimes our chosen changes have either the most beautiful impact on our lives or our chosen changes can open up a can of worms and show us, hey, this is not the path that I wanted. So some of these chosen changes, like in my last episode, I talked about moving out and leaving the city and kind of how I even got to the city in the first place. I think moving out is such a big change. And for a lot of people, moving out, especially in the States, happens when we're 18, when we graduate high school and move away to go to college. And honestly, that's kind of the last time we're really home. Uh, And it's so unexpected in a way where sometimes we come back and we come home for the holidays And all of a sudden, home doesn't feel like home. And then (laughs) when we graduate college, we're all moving off to either our dream city or just staying in our hometown of like wherever and just not living at home. And that is such a big change that I feel like we don't appreciate it um, when it's happening. When we leave home, We're just teenagers and when we come back, sometimes we're adults and you're just like, where did the time go? Why didn't I appreciate this when I had the chance? And if you were still young, if you're still in high school, appreciate it. Oh my God, it is, you'll never have that time back. You'll never have that time back because when you're in your 20s, you forget what it's like to be so sheltered and so loved and protected. And I understand that's not the case for everybody, but if you are loved and protected and sheltered as a high schooler, cherish it because 20s hits you hard. And when you leave home, everything changes. You go from being constantly loved on and constantly sheltered to you having to shelter and love yourself. So you're moving out of your parents' home and you're moving in with either roommates or your partner or even just yourself and your animal and your dog, your cat, whatever. And that is such a big change because you go from being taken care of to having to either to take care of someone else or yourself. And I don't feel as if we understand or appreciate the gravity of the situation. It's that big old step that is so daunting that it feels so exciting until the adrenaline goes away and the excitement fades and all of the well wishes of congratulations on your new apartment has faded and you're just there sitting on your couch or your bed either looking at your TV, your computer screen, or a blank wall, and you're like, shit, (laughs) this is my life. Like, I have to pay the bills now. I got to do X, Y, Z to make sure I can survive. And that's so scary. And I don't feel like we talk about it. It is so exciting to move out, but it's so scary too. I, it's such a big change. Um, 
it's like that step. I feel like that is your first step into adulthood, not even just college. College, I feel like it's not a big step into adulthood. I feel like a lot of people think that because for the first time in your life, you're away from your parents, you're away from like parental guidance and you can go buck wild and do whatever, see whoever, eat whatever, drink whatever, right? And no one's telling you no. So I don't ever feel like that's like the first step of adulthood. I think that's just like another step into being a teenager and kind of growing out of your childlike habits. And then when you become an adult is when you get your first big girl or big boy job and your first apartment, whether it be with roommates or by yourself. It's crazy. Um, Those are the expected changes and they're fun and they're exciting and they're scary, but they're so life-changing and they're worth it. The growing pains that you go through during those changes is so worth it. But the other side of like being in your 20s and the seasons is the season of unexpected change. The unexpected changes come in ways where we didn't really think it would come. Like your relationships changing, that's such a big and hard subject for me. Um, I felt like I've lost so much in my 20s, especially with relationships. I remember graduating high school and I actually had gone to a community college in my neighborhood. And I remember my closest friends had actually moved away to college and I was actually just left with other teammates who had stayed. And we were friends, but we weren't that close. But I remember telling my dad every day that I don't have friends and I was sad. And um, I think I told him enough that I didn't have any friends and I didn't have anybody enough to the point where he was very, very concerned and worried about me. And he would talk to my mom about it and they both felt bad because they didn't know what to do. And um, it was true. In those in that season, I did lose a lot of friends. I come from a very Indian family, so I wasn't allowed to go out as often as my white counterpart. Like, let's be honest, it's always having to like ask permission, even if I was eighteen. And uh, I respected my parents' decision whenever they told me no. So it went from being invited everywhere to people stop asking me because they were just like, well, we know you're going to say no. And then just being deliberately excluded from things that if they would have asked me, I would have been able to say yes and I would have been able to go. And since they stopped asking me, I just felt so alone. And I'm thankful, you know, hindsight is 2020. I'm thankful now that I was able to get rid of those people because they weren't good for me. And honestly, like, I was able to leave town after that. I was able to, like, go away to college. And um, some of those people actually left for college, too. But when I came back to my hometown, I saw those people and I was like, damn, y'all have not changed. You guys are still the same people that you were in high school. And that's sad to me. I'm sure it's not to them 
because their friend groups stay the same. They look the same. They dress the same. They act the same. I'm sure they've done some internal work and healing, but I think about it and I'm just like, wow, if I hadn't been so torn up and so sad about not having friends and like having to leave and forcing myself to leave because I didn't want to be stuck and I didn't want to stay in a place where I wasn't wanted by people other than my family, I would have stayed the same. And I'm so grateful for not being the same. I'm so grateful for the changes. And while it hurt, it was so necessary for me. And, you know, friendships change. Unfortunately, those friendship changes can also happen later in life. Um, when you're in your late 20s and it can happen when you least expect it and when you aren't anticipating it. I've had a few relationship changes where I wasn't expecting it and it's okay. It's painful. <laughs> um, I feel like friendship breakups are a lot more painful than relationship breakups and I'm still learning to deal with some of the friendship breakups that I have gone through over the past couple years. I honestly have also reached out to some of those friendship breakups because I did a lot of growing in the year or the years that we were apart and I realized, hey, like the other person their issues, their growth is not a problem on my growth and my issues. Uh, I was the problem on my growth and my issues, not the other person. Like, yes, that other person could be emotionally draining and I was not left with a lot of energy to focus and heal on myself. So the split and the breakup was necessary for me to be able to do that healing and that growth. But after doing that healing and that growth, I did go back to that person and apologize for my behavior because they didn't deserve it and they didn't deserve it when they were in such a vulnerable stage. So friendship breakups are hard. Making up is also hard because you have to realize that that relationship is no longer what you thought it was or not even what you thought it was, but that relationship is no longer what it was. And you now have to build it from scratch. And that's totally okay. You can build it from scratch, start over, start with something new. And that's good for you. It's good for your relationship. It's good for your skill building. It's good for your mental health. It's good for your heart. Build a relationship or rebuild the relationships that you have lost, that you value. Because if you value it, who's to say that the other person doesn't value it? But also go in with that situation with like a little bit of salt, like a grain of salt, because just because you want to rebuild that relationship doesn't mean the other person wants to. Um, thankfully, I have been blessed that both of the relationships where there were turmoil, where there was like turmoil and um, disagreements in both situations on both ends. Uh, we both have done our sh fair share of growth and healing that we were able to work an, on our relationship and are either in the reprocess of like rebuilding it or it is has been rebuilt. We just have very firm boundaries of where we both stand in our relationship and what is 
acceptable to both of us and what is not acceptable to the both of us, which I very much do appreciate. So allow that time for growth. Give yourself a break and give the other person a break. And on the other side, like if the breakup happened and the breakup happened for your peace and you know that you're not going to go back to that person, girl, don't go back. I like broke up with a partner and this is like a romantic partner who um, I was in like an abusive relationship with and you know that abusive relationship had gone on for a long 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 time Um, I'm talking like over five six years maybe more Um, and when I was sorry guys when I was in school, in the middle of school, I, thankfully at that time, I was surrounded by a lot of very strong, uplifting women. And um, I was able to say, F you, (laughs) I don't deserve this. You don't deserve to be in my life. Um, I'm bad for you and you're bad for me. Like, screw this. I can't. I can't do it anymore. I can't do the toxic cycle. I can't do whatever this is. And you know what? I freaking left. And I shamefully occasionally think about this person and wonder what they're doing and if they're okay in life and if they're happy. But I don't want them back. Stay out. (laughs) Like, good fucking riddance. Um, Just stay out of my life. Wish you the best. Love you. Not really. Not at all. But like, good for you. Do what you got to do. Stay away from me. Don't come back. Uh, (laughs) um, I don't think they're ever going to hear this, but God, we are so awful for each other. And I'm so thankful that I don't have to deal with you anymore. And I'm thankful that you don't have to deal with me either. Because even though you were bad to me, I was just as mean to you. And I'm going to own that shit. I feel like the last unexpected change that I really want to talk about is um, like job shifts and new opportunities. Maybe it's not the last one. Maybe I'll talk about romantic relationships, but job shifts and new opportunities. Oh my God. Grab that by the balls, please. (laughs) When you guys get a new opportunity to like go somewhere new, say yes. I was such a yes person. And then um, something happened. I don't remember what happened, but I became a no person. And I was saying no, thinking I was protecting my peace, but I really wasn't. I was inhibiting my growth. So if you get a new opportunity, a new job, or a like you know a new job opportunity a new job offer but they're like you have to relocate to i don't know Boston somewhere in Massachusetts somewhere in Cali somewhere in New Mexico wherever take it i wish i took more job opportunities not to say that i haven't and i haven't done my fair share of traveling for jobs because i have i wish i just took more of them I have learned to do things outside of my comfort zone. For example, um, 
fresh out of college with my degree in my hand, I had actually applied to a job in Maine and my parents didn't want me to go. My family didn't want me to go. Um, we had a lot of like medical issues going on at that time, which I didn't really know about. I knew about my dad's medical issues, but I didn't know about everyone else's. And that's why the family was asking me not to go. But I was like, you're asking me not to go because I'm your sister and you're my big brother and you just want to protect me. Um, honestly, like I still went. I fought with them a lot and I still went, but I did so much growing. It's where I first realized and found my love for solo traveling and how much peace there is in solo traveling. It's the first time I stayed in a hostel ever. It's literally, I went on my first hikes by myself, like actual hikes. Um, I climbed up Indian Head, which is, I believe it's in New Hampshire. Uh, Indian Head has like since, well, I, even before I went, um, the actual, so it's called Indian Head because it looked like a Native American man's face. Um, and then the trees, it looked like his uh, headdress. The rocks that shaped his face have since fallen off, but I still climbed up that mountain. It was great. I did it within like two-ish hours, which don't do. Don't do that. Okay. Pace yourself. <laughs> but it was so great. It was the best decision decision that I made at the time for myself, for my personal growth. Because at the halfway point, I remember thinking to myself, like, oh my God, I'm so exhausted. I could turn back right now if I wanted to. But I kept pushing through. I was like, no, I got this. I started this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go. And that just showed me when I put myself in tough positions and put myself in positions that require mental resilience because my body can do it. My mind just has some problems communicating with my body being like, yeah, we can do it. I realized like if I put myself in tough situations, even where my body feels like it can go and my mind feels like it can't. I just have to push through it. My mind will follow. And I learned a lot. Why did I keep sniffing like that? <laughs> um, but if I put myself in positions where my mind feels like it can't do it, but my body knows that it can, I know I can do it. I just have to push through it. It's that mental barrier that you have to cross. And if I hadn't gone to Maine and I, if I hadn't hiked that mountain by myself or learned that I actually like solo traveling, I would never have, never, I would never have been able to realize like it's just all in my head for so many situations, not even just like a physical situation where my body's being put to the test. It's when my mind is being put to the test. So if you get presented with the opportunity to go somewhere new, move somewhere new, do it. Your home, your old job, depending on what field you're in, will always be there. The safety that your home provides you, that comfort that your home provides you, that feeling will be there. The growth that you need in that moment, in that year, of your 20s 
like when you're 22, 23, 25, you're never going to get that moment back. You're never going to get that experience back. So just take the chances. Take more of them. Say yes a little bit more. The last unexpected change I want to talk about, uh, it's romantic relationships. I feel like in this day and age where it's so hard to find a genuine connection, romantic relationships are hard and they're scary. When you're in your 20s, in your late 20s, you're surrounded by a lot of people who are already married and already have a bunch of kids or are in the process of getting married or whatever, like have have all these things, you know? And sometimes I feel like we pressure ourselves to be in either like a romantic relationship or be in a mode or mood where it's like, I'm independent. I don't need to do that. I don't need to be that. And we reject some romantic relationships. Don't do that. Don't, don't do it. Say yes to the date. Send your BFF, your locations, a description of whoever you're meeting with, and tell them if I die or if I go missing or I don't text you back in an hour, call the cops. Like, if it makes you nervous, that's what you got to do. Or just have, like, someone tag along. Make it a group date, you know? Just don't say no to the romantic relationship or, like, talk more. That is some advice that I got when I was younger, when I was in my, like, mid-20s and early 20s. And, you know, I was in my independent girl era, and I'm slowly coming out of that. That'll be uh, next week's episode or, you know, two weeks episode, next week episode, or maybe even, like, tomorrow's episode. But I was in my independent girl era, and I was like, I don't need a man. I don't need a relationship. I can do it myself. I wish I would have said yes more. I wish I would have talked to people more. I wish I would have talked to guys more. I wish I would have talked to whoever more. Um, just so I could figure out what I like, who I like, and uh, not be a nervous Nelly when it comes to talking to people. Romantic relationships are a blessing, and sometimes they can be a curse. It just depends on how you look at it, and also depends on the situation. Romantic relationships should teach you what you want in life. It should show you what you are worthy of. Um, And if you are in a situation where the romantic relationship makes you feel like trash, I hope you have the strength to leave. And if you don't have the strength to leave, send me a message. Let's talk about it. Let's get you to a point where you can leave because you deserve to be loved without question and you deserve someone to tell you that they love you before you voice your doubt. Anyways, guys, that's it for seasons in my 20s. Seasons are beautiful, painful, and they're hard. Some days they're easy. They bring a lot of joy and they bring a lot of tears, but they're so, so worth it. Go through your seasons. I promise you'll find a lot of happiness there. All right, guys. I'll see you in the next one. Bye.